The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. I'm Todd Hirsch will join us just after the 3.30 news for another edition of The Hoot. Uh, you know what? I guess not unexpectedly we need to uh, make mention again, as we probably will on a rather regular basis. Uh, another mother charged with leaving their child in a car. The charge is, uh, it happened on Sunday, the charge is causing a child to be in need of intervention. It's under the Child Youth and Family Enhancement Act. Third time in four days in Edmonton mm-hmm. that someone was charged for leaving a child alone in a vehicle. Uh, I don't know what to say. You can't leave your child or pet in a vehicle. You, you, you can't. In this particular case, uh, the car was running, so I'm going to guess the air conditioning was on, but the doors were all unlocked. So four-year-old. A four-year-old in the back seat of the car, car running. 30 minutes. Yeah. And again, you know, mom's saying, well, it wasn't that long. I ran in, but witnesses say, well, it was 20 to 30 minutes from the time we found the child to the yes. time police arrived. So taking... <sighs> Assuming that they've spotted the child the second he was left, that's 20 to 30 minutes. Assuming they didn't, now we're talking, mm-hmm. what, 40, 50 minutes? Yeah. You can't do it. Stop it! And you know what? And, and, and Like I said the other day, I think our listeners know that. And I think, you know, but but does everybody in your life know that? I mean, I've got, I've got a child with a child. I've got Ashley's, my grandchild, Cole. Does Ashley know that? Do you know what I mean? Like, a, you know, if, if not you, then maybe make mention of the, to your childhood parents, your childhood parents, your children who are parents, you know, whatever, like just, they'll hey, tell you to butt you know out. it's but, not a good idea or, yeah. or, or did or you just, hear about that? Or did you hear you about, story? exactly. Say, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh. I mean, back in the day, we all did it before we were more educated and understood the dangers. And I don't mean le- left children in cars in 30 degree weather, but you know, I myself have run in, as I've told the story, and I won't tell it again, years and years ago when my big kids were, were tiny, I ran into a, into a drugstore to get scotch tape, which I knew they sell right at the cashier, and was greeted by a police officer on the way back out again. That's 28, 29 years ago. We were dumber then. Yeah, and it, here's the thing. Air conditioning can stop working we lost there was a uh there was an edmonton police service dog or calgary police service that's dog right. a few years back where that's you know because right. that was the policy they kept the dog in the car uh the handler went inside to do something came back out the dog was dead because yep. air conditioning crapped out well, of the car air conditioning can fail car can run out of gas mm-hmm. uh child if they're mobile can put the car into gear mm-hmm. uh car theft Those buttons mm-hmm. yeah a car uh somebody uh, could co- go in. in this particular case the car is running unlocked mm-hmm. And again, police have said that there's more than one occurrence in which a car has been stolen in Edmonton with a child in the back seat for that very reason. Mm-hmm. So it isn't even about trusting your car's air conditioning or heat in the winter. It's about not trusting an individual sees an opportunity to steal a vehicle and doesn't maybe even realize there's a child in the back mm-hmm. seat. So, yeah, again, I know you all know this. But again, I will predict that we'll do this story again in two days. Well, yeah, and it's going to get hot again uh, later this week in the next uh, next few days. So anyway, um, people doing uh, stupid things, Mm. um, maybe even accidentally. There's a a few of those uh, stories. Stay wondering, uh, (laughs) what's the stupidest thing you've ever done? Or 
This is really it, dumb. This is, it was just a whoopsie weird story. So um, apparently a area of the uh, airport, the Edmonton International Airport, had to be cleared out last night because a man uh, found a can of bear spray in the disposals area, you know, the liquid disposal area yeah. at the check-in area. Didn't know what it was, and somehow, I guess he picked it up. He sprayed and he it. sprayed it. He sprayed it on himself sprayed it, and yeah. sprayed it. Right. So, what? why are you digging in that pile? So you found a can, didn't know what it was, in in at security at an airport, and thought, "Well, I should probably well, discharge it's, it's this." It's right out front there. Yeah, you put it into a hole. Like you, you're 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 mucking around in a, really a garbage can. <laughs> yeah, that's just, just such a weird story. We've done, you know, people behaving badly on airplanes. We've done airlines behaving badly with people and now we have to extend it to people doing dumb stuff in the line for security at the airport you you found a can in the what's basically the garbage and thought bear spray oh i suspect yeah i'm not even sure if he knew yeah or, or whatever you know even if it was like oh unmarked can i should definitely <laughs> spray this on myself they they, they located him uh, they, they found him coming out of the washroom suffering from the bear yeah. spray side effects around 8 30 they interviewed the guy they review they reviewed airport footage and that's how they pieced it all together and it affected others there yeah. was uh, others who the mist from which affected their eyesight i don't know why you would remove something out of the disposal <laughs> bin and then play with it and accidentally spray it out, says and, the RCMP. That's yeah. a little foolish. Three adults and a child also. Uh, the, the, you know, the funniest for me part of this story is the restraint the RCMP had to use in issuing <laughs> <laughs> their <laughs> statement. Because there was a couple of, the, one, the fact that I don't know why you would do that, right, which is basically just going, my God, that was idiotic. And then saying there's no charges to uh -huh. be laid. Um, without finishing the sentence because stupid is not a crime. That's really what they wanted to say at the end of that. They just said it was an accident, so there'd be no charges laid. Then they almost should end that with dot, dot, dot. We all do stupid things. Sure. We've all done, I don't know, you know, and it can result in an injury mm. or it can result, whatever. I just don't see at any point why anyone would be mucking around in a garbage bin well, in an airport. 6.30, 6.30, if you've done something stupid, you don't have to use your name. It could be as a kid, too. My There was an electrician working in my parents' house when I was really little, and they had all the uh, outlets exposed. Uh, they'd taken the covers off uh. them, and some of them were hanging from the wall. I'm not really sure. It's so long ago. I don't know what work they were doing. And my brother dared me to touch yeah. the, the live wire, and, uh, and I did. Mm -hmm. And it blew me across mm -hmm. the rec room. Mm -hmm. It could have killed me. Mm -hmm. And then we kept it a secret from my parents because it was so stupid. I think we didn't want, my brother didn't want them to find out that he almost killed me, and I didn't want them to find out they were raising a moron. So yeah. between those it's two. Like daring someone to, you know, the tongue on the, on the pole. <laughs> yeah. just... It's amazing sometimes that we actually make it out of childhood. Um, this one says he shouldn't have been able to get a hold of that ca uh, can. That is completely the fault of the security. No, no, you got to remember where this is. This is before you go through security. Yeah, that's right. This is as you go in. To, when you realize you can't take it through and security. And you dump that into the so garage you before you get in, or yeah, in the yeah, garbage before you right. get in line. Somebody wanted to know. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The bear spray. Why was somebody bringing bear spray to the airport? Well, well, they probably just forgot it in their bag. And then as they're walking through security, they thought, oh, I should probably check yeah. to make sure I don't have any whatever. And, and here's the thing. Some folks carry the bear spray or pepper spray 
as pr- protection. Uh, so, yeah. you know, in, in your purse. Sure. Oh, yes, can't bring that. Throw it out. Somebody somewhere should uh, probably identify themselves as the people who put the bear spray in. Because I would like to know the answer to that, too. <laughs> like, who's carrying bear spray around? So that's what you say it's for, for personal protection. Oh, yeah, because pepper spray is or illegal, if, right? So bear spray. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if it mm, is or not. I think um, it is. But if you've gone camping recently, if you've, you know, you're up in the mountains, you have a pack sack and it's in a, one of the zillion pockets. Yeah. But it can easily happen. I can see how it can easily happen. Listen, I hate to I can bring, see how yeah. that can happen easier than someone digging their hand digging in it out and spraying it. But we've all done that, right? Like you must have at some point, I, I've gone to put cologne on. I don't mean dug bear spray out of the security <laughs> bin. You've gone to put cologne on and it's you can't see the little black <laughs> dots. So you spray your face with it or whatever, yeah. or it just sprays away from you and you mm-hmm. waste it. So I can see that part of it. Once the bear sprays in your hand, yeah. you, you misdirect it. My question is, of course, why is the bear spray in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> and what does bear spray say on the outside? Does it say bear spray? Who knows? Oh, bear. So let's find out. Yeah, go ahead and Google a picture. Just Google images bear spray. You'll yeah. probably yeah. This again, and I was about to say, I hate to bring it up again because, you know, security airports uh, do Bear a pretty good job. Spray at Canadian Tire. Man. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But this is, of course, as a couple of people pointed out, this is, of course, the same airport where somebody basically went through security, a pipe bomb was discovered, and it was left on a supervisor's desk over the weekend. Although, in this case, it's not security's problem. They had nothing to do with the bear spray arriving or the guy spraying oh, himself. Oh my gosh, listen to this story. Uh-oh. Talk about stupid things. Two guys unclogging my kitchen sink. One guy poured acid from the sink while the other guy snaked from the basement. Clog released and the guy downstairs went to the hospital after getting a full face of acid. Oh. I convinced my cousin to pee on an electric fence. Uh. <laughs> Just refreshed I found... Is there more to that story? Because, oh, there it is. He wanted to kill me when he recouped. (laughs) Somebody said, maybe he thought it smelled like bears. That would be my guess. If you had a tourist who was leaving Alberta and saw, they're throwing whatever, their hairspray in there, and they saw bear spray, I can see where they would, like, think it was a novelty item of some kind, like London Air or something. You know, I wonder if that smells like a bear, right? Although, you'd have to know nothing about bears to want to smell a bear, because they smell like... (laughs) garbage is but yeah there's a lot of tourists that just come here as we know to try and get a picture taken with uh with a bear or see a bear anyway just kind of a uh, bizarre story your stupid your stupid stories if you want to to share this wasn't so stupid on uh sunday morning yes saturday morning i was making my my coffee my bulletproof coffee and so i'm putting the the butter in i'm putting the 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 coconut oil in all the coffee everything's all in there put the <laughs> put the lid on top of the for the blender mm-hmm hit start, but I forgot to close the little uh, open thing up that's top. That's the worst, that little plastic thing, yeah. <laughs> and there was Boom. Just, and it's butter and oil, so yeah. it's just, it's stained everything. It's all over the kitchen. It's like, oh my gosh. You know, it doesn't take long before you start thinking of, I was thinking about the time I was at the bank and I took 500 bucks out of the instant teller, but forgot to take the 500 bucks. <laughs> so, you know, you grab your card, everything you leave, and within, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you think, Hey, where's the cash? And in, my, in that particular case, the money was there. Somebody turned it in. But speaking of bank cards, and in this heat, and we uh. talked about you know leaving children and pets, I once left uh, my instant teller while on vacation. My only source of income, basically, or money. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have enough cash to get through the vacation. I was going to pay for it with debit as we went. Left it on the dash of my car. It melted 
onto the dash. Like it was, it looked like the dash was brought to you by CIBC. Like it was just <laughs> melted. And I scraped it off the dash and attempted to mold it like clay back into the shape oh. of a ATM, but it, it wouldn't work. And then try and get an ATM card in another town for the reasons that Julie just went over. Banks are a little mm-hmm. hesitant to just hand them out like candy, and they'll tell you to just go to your branch when you get home, and they'll replace but it. But I need the money now. But yeah, I can't even get home without that card. Uh, this text said, here's a good one. When I was a teenager working at a gas station in Montreal, I had time for a smoke break. So being the safety-conscious young man that I was, I moved well away from the pumps before lighting my match. I sat down on the curb in the lot and proceeded to drop the lit match down a little manhole in the ground. As soon as the match left my fingers, I realized that little manhole was where the tanker fills the pumps oh, no. with the gas underground. My heart skipped a beat and I braced for impact. Phew. <laughs> nothing. Huh. When I was 14, uh, my buddy and I decided to put a 22 bullet in a pair of pliers and hit it with a hammer. Not our smartest decision. The bullet exploded and went everywhere. We, my brothers and I did that in the basement. We hit, <laughs> we hit, they were blanks, right? So the idea is you think, well, they're blanks. They're just noisemakers. Like, you know, so we hit it with a hammer and it exploded and a little shrapnel went everywhere. I've still got a piece of it in my foot. Oh, listen to this one. Stupid, stupid thing. I was in grade eight on a school trip to New York. The Oklahoma bombing happened the day we arrived, so security was at a high. We were on our way to the World Trade Center to tour and walk through Chinatown, where a bunch of us bought those little throw bombs, the ones you toss on the ground, and it sounded like a cap going off. We made it through three-point security to our tour guide. We were lined up to go to the bathroom before the tour, and I dropped my little throw bomb on the marble tile of the main floor in the World Trade Center. That place cleared out in 30 seconds, and we never got to tour the place. Stupid, stupid, stupid. 22 years later, and no one knows it was me. Wow. You could have... Boy, we probably carried that as a story. (laughs) Huh. Oh, when I was eight years old, I climbed on an old barn roof, and my buddies all jumped off. When I jumped, I pretended to be like... High me? High me on Get Smart and did not bend my knees. Couldn't walk without pain, pain for three days. Wow. Well, the good news is we've all done something stupid, apparently. Boy, they're just coming in fast and furious. Those little throw bombs are called whippersnappers. Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) My boss left on vacation and left me three post-dated checks, and I left them in my pants. Washing machine took care of those, and I was broke for four weeks. That's from Graham. We're not alone. No. We're not alone. We're in a, in a great big group of <laughs> stupid decisions. Doing something stupid doesn't make you stupid, though, just no. so you know. That's right. We all do dumb things. You're listening to the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Jalen, I got to tell you, we were asking our listeners to text us at 6.30, 6.30, some of the dumb stuff they've done. And as you read some of these, <laughs> you, go, you go, yeah, I remember doing that too. Um, this was bad. But years ago, so it would have been 30 years ago, I was living with a, a girl, Marlene, and she had a son, Christopher. And we had gone to the gas station to refill our propane tank. And I didn't have, I I thought it would be a bad idea to put it in the trunk because I thought it would roll around. I had nothing to secure it with. So I put it in the back seat with the seat belt on it to hold it in place in the back seat. 
but her son was in the back seat in the other on the other side of the car and we're driving and we're at this red light on our way home and uh, stupid thing number one we're both having a smoke so we're both smoking in the car and with the windows open, which was bad. We have a child in the car, but we also have a tank of propane. And the kid leaned over. I guess he was playing with it. And he just opened the vent. So we're sitting at the red light, and you just hear this hissing noise. Yeah, and you think, what's that, right? It's like a bad movie. Like, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, like we're both holding <laughs> cigarettes. We go, what is that noise? And we turn, and I just realize what it is. And I just grabbed her cigarette and threw it out the passenger window and jumped you know out of the car and shut the propane tank off and still and regret it still remember to this day yelling at the kid how could you be so stupid as to you know well i was the idiot on that one oh my gosh Speaking of bear spray, my brother put his can of spray on the floor in his office. One day he squatted down to pick up something and sat on the nozzle. <laughs> Some bear spray throughout the room. Eyes and skin stung for a week. Same guy as a child that put rocks in our dad's pellet gun and proceeds to see whether the windows of the camper would break if he shot at them. <laughs> they did. Maced myself once, thought I was going to die, Al in Edmonton says. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, we used to enjoy swinging on a long rope in my cousin's bar, mm. and we got the bright idea to make a pile of hay to drop onto while we swung by. I was the first one to try it, completely oblivious to centrif- centrifugal uh, force. force, and ended up plastered against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Miraculously, no serious injuries, <laughs> but duh. <laughs> Jumped off the roof, uh, Brent from Vermilion says, jumped off the roof of our house to a trampoline. We had pushed over to the house, Eve, tried to land on my feet, but when I hit the trampoline, my knees knocked square into my face, two black eyes and a canine tooth through my lip. (laughs) (laughs) My dad, ex-Air Force, had just passed on and we were going through some of his bits and pieces. We came upon this box, opened it up to find a dozen red cigar-shaped items with little buttons on each. I picked one up, pressed... Uh, that uh, curious little button, and boom, bright light in the basement wall was on fire. It turned out the box was uh, it was a box of survival Mayday flares. Oh. Luckily, I hadn't pointed at myself. Took it to the RCMP. They didn't want them either. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? <laughs> Two years after 9-11, uh, four Arabs in their 20s, myself included, were going from Ottawa to Vancouver for work, and one of my buddies forgot his hunting knives in his bag, four of them. Two of them long blades, like machetes. The agent pulled them out of the bag, and I think the sheer fear and disbelief on our faces saved us. He said, there's no way you're that stupid. He took them and let us go. I nearly crapped my pants. I guess. <laughs> okay, 327 on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. Thanks for sharing your um, your your stupid stories. <laughs> <this> <laughs> Very entertaining. Always entertaining. Uh, Eileen Bell has the latest news headlines coming up on the other side. Todd Hirsch will join us for another edition of The Hoot. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Andrew. Uh, Jalen. It is Monday. It is. You know what that means. It's time for another edition of The, the Hoot. Todd Hirsch, uh, senior economist, uh, chief economist, sorry, probably senior too at ATB Financial. Hey, Todd. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Before we get into your topic, because it kind of relates, we just spent the last half hour talking about dumb things that we've done in the past. <laughs> and many people, oh, no. yeah, many people talking about things they did as children jumping, jumping off, off barns and, and yeah, stuff like that. Um, between uh, age zero and uh, yesterday, did you ever do anything sort of dumb? 
Oh, man, this radio show's too short. (laughs) (laughs) Are you planning on doing anything dumb during Stampede? Well, probably not too dumb. I don't know. At my age, uh, <laughs> dumb uh, seems to hurt too much. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I am I am wearing a Western shirt and sort of Western-influenced shoes today, and that is proving to be dumb. Because Western-influenced shoes. Todd Hurst. Is there, is, there is there a picture on Twitter? Not yet, but oh. I could post one. Come do you know, on. Do you know what I love about Calgarians, and I mean this sincerely, Todd, uh, is that Stampede rolls around as it does every year. Thursday night, uh, Friday morning, people are in their finest Western wear. And over the weekend, as they go down to the Stampede grounds and go to work, for that matter, everyone's dressing Western. By Monday or Tuesday, sweatpants become... Western. It sort of moves from, you know what I mean, a Western theme to a more casual theme. And by the following weekend, it's this is all I had left in the basket. Pretty much. Western uh, flip-flops is what people are wearing, especially in the heat yesterday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, uh, have fun this week and uh, enjoy. I've never been to yeah. Stampede. Got to get there sometime. Are you kidding me? Never been to Stampede. Oh, you call yourself an Albertan, eh? My boys are there right now. The whole bunch of them just Excellent. went down there and left me at home alone. Well, speaking right. of boys and doing stupid things, you want to talk yes. about uh, youth engagement in the labor force. I'm quite interested in this uh, topic because... I have over the years with four children nagged, and I'll just own that, <laughs> nagged them mm-hmm. to get summer jobs that they need summer to job. get summer jobs, right? And yeah. it has been tough. It's been tough. So, I mean, yeah, what is happening with youth employment? Well, one of the trends I've been noticing is uh, in the labor force survey, there is a statistic that they track called the participation rate. And that is just uh, uh, people over the age of 15, if you are working or you are looking for work, in other words, you are participating in the the labor market. There might be lots of reasons why you don't. You might be retired or you might be a stay-at-home caregiver or a student. But uh, about 67% of Albertans over the age of 55 or 15 are in the, in the labor market. But for young people age 15 to 24, that participation rate has been trending a little bit lower lately. And I was a bit curious as to why that is. The obvious reason is probably the tough economy. It's just really difficult to find kind of a suitable uh, job for the summer. But it's not necessarily the case that uh, those young people are just sitting around lazing themselves in the sun. (laughs) Rather, I think what's going on is they are making use of those summer hours to uh, continue their schooling, to do further training, or to take uh, some skills upgrading. And that's not such a bad thing. All right, so that's a really interesting statement. Well, clarification, first of all, because you said what participation is, and that's really important to the argument because, right. uh, you know, there's people who, so you're including people who are looking and unsuccessful in finding employment. That's an important... Uh, that's right. Yeah. right. So if you are unemployed and you're out there pounding the pavement and you're, and you're looking for work, you're available for work, you are counted as a participant in the labor market. Okay, so... I know that one of the things, and this might be another factor as well, and I'm not sure there's a statistic to back it up, but maybe you can comment on it. I know that my son, my youngest son, so he would be, um, you know, the best representation of what's currently happening, right? Because the others are full-time employees or have their own business. But my, my son currently, my youngest, trying to find summer employment. And what he's finding is a lot of companies say they're not hiring summer employment because it doesn't benefit them. By the time they train somebody, um, Mm -hmm. they're going back to school again. 
Yeah. And I think it's true. In fact, there was a, an article, I think it was in The Economist magazine. It was about the United States, but it was called The Death of the Summer Job. Mm-hmm. And it was a reflection that students in 2017 are more likely to be working while they're in their uh, spring and, or in their winter and, and fall sessions while they're studying and less likely to be uh, working, you know, sort of a full-time summer position. And that was probably, you know, people of our generation, that's the way we grew up. You went to school, and then when summer came, you got a full-time summer job. Mm-hmm. And that model is changing a little bit now. Yeah, and see, that's that's my question, because when you talk about participations who are either actively seeking or actually employed, and your mm-hmm. argument, and it's a valid one, I'm sure, that, well, there's those who are using that opportunity to further their education or do whatever, my question would be, by choice? Or, or by default? Well, I think by default, but they are redeeming the time to go back to school or, or to mm-hmm. continue school during the summer. So I guess the point in all of this is that, you know, even though there are fewer young people engaged in the workforce in the summer than there were maybe uh, 10 years ago, it's not the case that they're lazy. They are doing things. It's more a reflection of, you know, it's a tough economy right now. But... I mean, some of them might be sitting around, but uh, more of them are are probably just saying, well, you know what? I actually can't find uh, an appropriate summer job for me for for these months. Instead, I'm going to take spring and summer session or I'm going to do an online course or I'm going to do something else. And that is also borne out by the statistics we have in in, um, studying over the summer. So post-secondary, U of A and McEwen University and and colleges and universities throughout the, the continent, They've actually been very innovative at coming up with new um, kinds of ways to study over the spring and summer session and, and offering online content. I wonder if some of the, you know, the not having as many, it, it appears, summer jobs available out there for, for these kids, uh, how much that might have to do with the rise in the minimum wage? Well, that could, that could also mm-hmm. be a, a, a situation because it is going to cost more for those employers, especially if they're hiring them at the minimum wage. And a lot of those summer jobs would be. So that's probably another consideration. Yeah. Although it's important to note the trend is happening across North America, not just here in Alberta. Mm-hmm. We have seen other jurisdictions like Seattle and San Francisco and soon to be Ontario also raising the minimum wage. But this is a broader based uh, trend in summer employment, not unique really to Alberta. Hmm. And and would the statistics include those uh, individuals in that age group that created their own business? So they would not show as actively participating, but would they show as employed? They would show as employed. So the way the labor force survey asks uh, questions is, are you working or looking for work? If that person started their own company, they would say, yeah, I'm self-employed. So they would Mm -hmm. be counted as employed or working, even though they're not an employee of somebody else, if that makes sense. But they they would be counted as working. So uh, taking the conversation in its entirety then, is this a good stat, a bad stat, a stat we should be concerned about? I mean, why should we give a hoot about this? would say, I think it's actually good. I don't want to overstate, by the way, how, I mean, the decline went from 69% to 67%, Mm. but it's still a decline. But I would say it's a reflection of students, of young people being more flexible with how they're spending their time and how they are approaching their um, education. 
it's no longer so defined that between September and April you are studying, and then May to you know August you are working. That was the model that worked in you know for most of us growing up in the 70s and 80s and 90s. But I think what we're seeing now is students being more adaptable and actually making use of summertime hours, not just for working but also for studying. So. I'm the glass half full on, on these things. I, I think it's an interesting trend, but I think it's, I think there's uh, some positives in it too. Do you know, Todd? Uh, I just have to say though, another factor, and I'm not sure how you could quantify this at all, but um, parents not kicking their kids in the butt out the door to find themselves a job has to have an impact on that number as well. That's probably true. There's there might be less uh, incentive. Uh, yeah. Financial uh. incentive to be, uh, to find work as well. Hey, Todd. Thanks for this. Always fun, guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. When you text and you're texting all capital letters, <laughs> you're, you're yelling. yelling. I just texted back, why are you yelling at us? Stop yelling. The first time texter, though, so oh, we want, yeah, want, want to encourage you. And he makes a great point. He's sure. the one saying, yeah, absolutely. He says the increase in the minimum wage is causing uh, difficulties for employers to hire summer kids. Mm-hmm. In many cases, yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, listen, Jay, can I just say this? I'll preface what I'm about to tell you with this. Don't bring it to my attention if you don't want me to bring it up. So we were talking earlier about uh, dumb stuff, doing dumb things. And it started with the conversation about the uh, fellow at the uh, Edmonton airport who sprayed bear spray on himself after finding a canister in a Mm. disposal unit. And it affected the area, some people around. It was dumb. People do dumb stuff. Uh, You brought to my attention that doctors are warning women to stop using... Remember time... That, do you remember what I said just a moment ago? Don't bring it to my attention. No, I know. I'm just saying let's just make sure that it's... It's just a word. Kid-friendly? Just a word. Okay. Doctors are saying that women should stop using uh, vaginal glitter bombs. Yeah. Yeah. What? It's, what? I know. I'd never heard about it until um, this story. Uh, apparently, it's... Yep. It's a thing. It's a thing. And they're just saying don't do it. And then a couple of months ago, there was something about... Wasps nest. Yeah, balls. that's right. Don't yeah, put yeah, them don't do that there either. either. Um, you know, uh, they describe it in the article as kind of the unicorn uh, <laughs> fad of the. Yeah. They just just weird. Just don't do it. Um, I, I guess I, this is really all I wanted to say about it. And by the way, the company is like saying, "Well, we haven't tested this product at all." They're, they actually, they, you know how these companies, I often criticize them, their official statement is like, we take this very seriously. Uh, the company that makes this product doesn't take it very seriously at all. Uh, in fact, said, we have no intentions on addressing every negative story or media news request because no matter what statements we issue in defense of our product, it will be somebody's job uh, or mission to dispute, debunk, or discredit every every statement made. We would never ask women to use our product against medical advice, and we address such concerns in our Q&A page. Um, and they also said, we know that glitter is not something commonly used in that area, uh, but that does not mean that it can't be used there. Glitter and sugar. Glitter and sugar. Uh, I guess all I wanted to say Flavored about that... sugar. And again, uh, who am I to judge? I'm not. I, I, and I certainly don't speak on behalf of all men, but I, I 
don't know that there's ever been that conversation between a man and his partner where they were like, you know, I enjoy this, but I think it would be better um, if there was glitter involved. I, you know what I mean? Like, I can't... Uh, yeah. Passion dust. Passion dust. And it's dust. sold out. Mm. <laughs> don't. Bear spray and passion dust. <laughs> Let's stop spraying stuff on each other. How about that? Just the, We'll make that the rule of thumb. Let's stop spraying stuff. Well, and then this was a weird one, too. Talking yes. about companies who, yep. well, well, we don't really trust things. We don't really, you know, this sort of thing. Um, and and what, what's in the news is that um, there's some senators down in the U.S. who want federal regulators to look into this stuff. It's a, it's a snortable chocolate powder mm. called Coco Loco. And apparently, um, yeah, it's marketed as raw um, cocoa snuff. Includes uh, cocoa powder, which comes from beans used in making chocolate. Uh, they may contain some caffeine. Yeah. Uh, the company doesn't detail any of the other ingredients, but um, suggests that it also includes some of the things that you would find in common energy uh, ingredients. So apparently it's supposed to give you like warm, fuzzy feelings, mental focus, um, a rush of motivation that is great for party goers to dance night away without a crash. But listen to this. Yeah. And in none of these claims, nothing has been you know looked at by the, the, the FDA. Um, they don't know whether it has the authority to regulate anything. But the company, which is selling this thing, um, the founder said, quote, he didn't consult any medical professionals, but he believes his product is safe. He said he developed it from snortable chocolate that circulated in Europe in recent years. And he told uh, Good Morning America, quote, there's really no negative publicity, so I felt we were good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds right. Oh. Nobody complained. Nobody complained. This is a funny story. Why are you some... putting things in your body? Right, right. That number one, you don't know what's. Well, gosh, why? Well, that's a stupid question. You could pretty that's much. Been, that's that's right. age old. You can mind. pretty much hate this story from any angle you'd yeah. like. And, and I hate him from all of them. So you've got a top Democrat who wants the FDA to get involved in. Uh, testing, administering, and keeping an eye on something that is not a drug. So you can take a look at that and say, well, that's stupid. We're over-regulating and we don't need more rules. And, you know, it's natural selection of people do stupid but things. saying it's being marketed like a drug. And if it's but, supposed to make you feel right. better. But then you have the president of the company saying, well, we didn't really test it at all. But nobody's complained. And then you have the fact that people, that there was a demand to snort anything that you don't even know what it is. This is just... We've hit the dumb... We've hit the dumb people, lottery on people, this one. But people snort, I mean, the cocaine, all sorts of different yeah. drugs that oh, they yeah. really don't necessarily know where it was made For and what's sure. in it. But I, I would compare this when... But you're buying this online or at a shopping right. mall somewhere. I, I would compare this to um, flavored cigarettes. Who would chocolate snuff appeal to i mean partiers yeah probably you know maybe kids young raves that's right sort of thing right who are more than happy the, people these days kids these days, kids these days you know this can't end well kids these days have become so reliant on the internet for their truth that they don't use common sense anymore so if it's on the internet and the site looks pretty good <sighs> must be a good product but if we were kids and we were in that age category and somebody came up with a container and said, snort this, it, it smells like chocolate and it keeps you up all night, we'd be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Are you sure? I'm positive. 
I'm positive. At 18 years old, you wouldn't have done that? I don't think so. No? No, pretty sure. Would you? Oh, I'm just saying, you look back, okay, things like, hey, you know what, this lemon gin yeah. supposed to taste good, make you feel good, and keep you up all night, and you drank that, probably. I I guess, I suppose, maybe maybe I'm not thinking it through enough. I, it, it just, it... Here, take a hoot off of this. Yeah. It'll make you feel good and stay up all night. Well, I didn't Here, inhale. Put this little, I didn't. Put this little tab on your t- tongue. <laughs> Come on. I guess, like, I see where the Democrat's coming from, because he's like, hey, this is catching on, so the FDA should probably do something about this. But if you want to extend the powers of the FDA to include things that are not drugs, um, you're opening up a big can of worms. So I wouldn't agree with that. You know, just every time I hear about a product like this, I'm like, okay, so this is a thing now? It's caught on. And, And these days... Companies don't even try and hide the fact that it may not be safe for you. Like the glitter bomb and the chocolate snuff. And both companies basically going, hey, well, we haven't tested this at all. Here you go. And yeah. consumers lining up to it's buy it. stuff in your body that hasn't been tested. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's putting stuff into your body that you probably know maybe isn't a good thing. Sure. Although it, you know, it's been tested, it's gone through different processes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, but alcohol at times as well. Sure, like but, something like alcohol, and you use that as an example. You you know the percentage of alcohol. You you know you're fairly familiar with um, its effects. You know um, what abuse of it may cause. I mean, there's a lot of information mm-hmm. out there, right? But they don't even know what's in that. No, well, they're not putting it on the label. Right, because they're not FDA controlled, so they don't need to put it on the label. Food and drug, right? It's food and drug. So, I mean, he's approaching it from the angle that, well, it's food. So, because it's consumed. But if it's being marketed as something that's supposed to make you feel better, right? Then it, that's... It's marketed as a drug, but it actually falls into the category of food. Well, yeah. and, and how well, is it food? It? Because you're snorting it, not right. eating it or drinking it. I guess basically what he's saying is this one slips between the cracks oh. because it's neither food nor drug, although it could be considered both. How about this one? Kelly Boy says, this is such a strange world sometimes. Yes. yes. It is. It really is. When you you, you a story and, and you just go, what? But isn't that people start hearing things and, and it can be strange and odd fads, um, whether it's this chocolate snuff or glitter bombs or whatever it is. Um, I'm using coconut oil every morning. There was mm-hmm. an article that came out two weeks ago saying, oh, don't believe all the, the health benefits of, of coconut oil. These researchers have looked into this, this, and this, this. It's like, I, I don't know what to believe at, at some point. Exactly. At least you can find documents and read things about that where there is nothing right. on stuff like this. It's only a matter of time that we find out cigarettes are great for you and uh, vitamins are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, having said that I would not put something in my body that I didn't understand what it was, there there was a time when I was driving back. I was going to drive through the night and I was tired. Mm-hmm. And I was at a Max, you know, one of these Max slash gas stations. So I just gassed up, I grabbed a coffee, and there's an energy drink. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll just grab this energy drink, right? So, and it's, you know, just one of these little, little things, ones, right? Yeah. So I grabbed actually a couple of them. And so I downed one and then had my coffee. <laughs> right. And then about an hour later, I pulled over because I seriously thought I was having a heart attack. Like my breathing was labored my my chest was pounding and now i'm looking at the container going what is in mm-hmm. this it's basically just straight caffeine so i i chased caffeine with caffeine right but are those things safe 
Well, no. In, in moderation. <laughs> yeah. In moderation. I mean, there's a story not too long ago. A kid drank 12 energy drinks throughout the day. He ended up dying. Oh. Had a heart attack. Okay. Surprised any of us are still here. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.